I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to Going Offsides, presented by the Lacrosse Collective on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. All right. Well, it is my great pleasure to introduce you to a great friend of mine, uh, current head coach at the Brevard College, former head coach at Lees McRae College, started the program at Mount St. Mary's in New York, uh, fellow New Yorker, although he is from upstate New York, uh, one of my great friends, uh, great coach, someone who I am absolutely thrilled to see back as a head coach, um, Mr. Darry Thornton. Darry, welcome to the podcast, and we are so thrilled to have you on board. All right, great, uh, you know, great, great for being Great, great being here. Thanks for having us. Um, you know, I do realize you have to say all those nice things to me because I still haven't beaten you yet. Heads up. But you know, we won't we won't go there. We won't we won't go there and everything like that. Um it's all good, man. I appreciate it, you know, and everything like well, that. Um, b- before we get going, I, I, I will, and we get into the nitty-gritty of what we're doing, a uh, quick little story. When I got the head coaching job at Lincoln Memorial University, the first phone call and the first email I got was from Darry himself. <laughs> um, obviously, obviously, he wanted to get a game in and all that other stuff, but it was just, uh, it was it was nice. He was just welcoming me to to the South and um, seeing if there was anything he could do to help. And it was just, it really meant a lot to me. And I mean, six degrees of separation and everything like that. We, we've known each other for a really long time. And, uh, we were brought together, you know, specifically by, you know, my head coach in college, one of his, uh, former counterparts, uh, up North, uh, was Dan Mulholland, who's now an assistant at Pace University. And, um, it's kind of funny how small the world is and, you know, you fast forward a bunch of years later and, and there we were coaching against each other and, and, and at different schools. And I mean, here we are five years later and, and, and we're still close friends. And uh, before we even get going, man, it's just it's just so awesome to see you back uh, back in the south, back uh, in an area that you're familiar with. And I, I'm so thrilled to uh, to see what you're going to do at Brevard. I know it's a beautiful place, a beautiful school, and there's a lot of good things going on there. So kind of before we start touching on some other things. Um, can you know tell us a little bit more about what brought you to Brevard? What you know, what what you think of the school, what you think of the future, and um, you know some other things that some other neat things that are going on down there. Well, you know, for me, um, it's you know coaching at my previous uh, previous institution, playing Brevard, going out there, you know, Coach Anderson, you know, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, but just being able to play against Brevard when they were Division Two, and just you know, I always say I look like my father and I act like my mother my mother's a big five person and just the vibe and the energy is is I, something I never forget um when lose or draw when we went out there it was just everyone was so endearing and friendly and you know you're asking for directions to a pizza place and they're very very specific and it's just you know I'm a I'm from right outside Albany New York I'm in a city <laughs> born and uh, raised um 100,000 people in this city and I never if you would have told me 10 15 years ago I would end up uh in you know a nice rural mountainous area I would have thought you were crazy but it's just it's it's hard to explain how great Brevard the city itself the campus and everything around is just it's just phenomenal I'm you know honored and blessed to uh be a part of what we're building on the field and off the field and also you know Miranda Nash 
our director of athletics, she's, she's phenomenal. Um, her vision, um, in regards to what we're doing with facilities on campus, obviously expanding our field house, uh, the staff we have is absolutely incredible. Obviously a, a great athletic director and is just, uh, one of the best I've ever been around. And, you know, she, she's doing a great job and her communication is, 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 is absolutely phenomenal. I can't, I can't speak enough about, you know, her and our, our whole staff there. And, you know, it, it just, what attracted me to the job was just the fact that, you know, it opened up and I just, you know, getting back into coaching, you know, missing, you know, you know, me going through a draw, just talking lacrosse every week and just, you know, looking for the right opportunity, not just any opportunity, just, you know, the right opportunity that'd be a good fit. And I always say, you know, it's not about the next, you know, 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 months, you got to look at the next 10 years, the next decade, you know, and just build something and go. And there's so much potential uh, with the location of Brevard and having, you know, at actual airport right there, if you want to recruit outside the state, which we'll get into later, but, you know, I absolutely enjoyed it. And I, I just, I, I, like I said, I was um, truly honored and blessed and, and happy to be here, like, more than happy to be here uh, in regards. That's amazing, and I know I know you're hitting hitting the ground running, and and you brought up a you brought up a huge huge topic. I mean, I think it's the lifeblood of what we do. Um, yeah, recruiting. So yeah, as a coach, as a college coach, as someone who has played the game and someone who's been around the game his entire life, uh, what is it that you're looking for in a potential uh, recruit? And w what what are some of the things that stand out to you? And um, you know, when we we always talk about those things, and it's kind of generic things too that most people talk about, especially when they're being interviewed about it. Um, you know, obviously we have those two things, but more importantly, what are some deal breakers for you? What are some things that you know you see from a recruit, whether it be social media, whether they're you know on the phone with you, whether they're on campus and they're actually visiting with you? What are some of the things that you know are just they're just non-negotiables for you? Uh, well, you know, with kids now that you know. I love communication is huge for me. Absolutely mm -hmm. huge. I want to talk to you. I understand parents want to get in on the conversation and certain aspects. I want to talk specifically to you. Uh, social media, it's not going anywhere. It's going to expand and grow anytime, it, like, like with the times and everything like that. So that's not going to change. But for kids, it's one of those things where, you know, getting, there's a difference between making a, I would say a college mistake and a lifelong mistake. And in college, well, you know, in college, you have college mistakes where you go to the wrong social gathering or you miss class. That's a college mistake. You know, a lifelong mistake, you know, red flag is domestic abuse, violence, mm -hmm. um, just being unruly and just not just getting rest, doing, doing certain things that, you know, are going to be with you for life. You want to be able to learn and grow from the stuff that you have going on and the mistakes you make. And red flags for me is just going through kids' social media and just you know, when you ask a kid, a kid about something or a player about something and they, and they deny it, um, everyone's quick to retweet or press send or like certain things without, you know, reading stuff in depth. And they're young and they're going to make mistakes. But, you know, you have to own up to mistakes and all, and all the stuff you're doing uh, in regard. I actually had a recruit. I was on, I was recruiting a kid. Um, really, really, he's a really, really good kid. Uh, really, really good player. Uh, don't want to say his name uh, in regards, but um we're on the phone, we're having, we're having a great time and everything like that. And the kid's literally getting high while he's talking to me on the phone. And oh, I, 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 I'm not making this up. I called him out about it. I, I asked him, 
We'll call him George. I said, George, you good? He goes, yeah. It's like, you're not smoking, are you? He goes, what? What do you mean? It's like, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stupid. I've been around the block and all this stuff. And, you know, for you to make that a priority instead of taking 10 to 15 minutes just to chat it with me about it, just, you know, that, that was, that was an immediate red flag. Uh, stop recruiting. Um, in regards, I, asked, I told him if he know, you know, if he needs help going anywhere else, you know, we'll be able to do that. Um, but just going through, you know, you go through accounts, um, see who kids are following, what they're liking, what they're retweeting, Instagram, some of the photos they're, they're taking and everything. And once again, you know, we are, I'm a forgiving person. We're a forgiving society. You know, sometimes you just got to own stuff and, you know, don't just tell me, show me what you're going to improve in, 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 in regards to that. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things like you got to recruit, you just got to continue to recruit, recruit, like people don't understand. We say it all the time. It's more than 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's no real off season, you know, Mm -hmm. even when you're at the highest level, you're still getting calls about kids and everything. So it's a constant process and we're still, we're still waiting through a bunch of things. And, you know, it's just like, just one-on-one conversations, it return phone calls. Um, I send you an email, you don't respond, that's fine. I call you, you don't answer, but then, you know, you'll text. There's just certain little things. There's just like little things matter to me in regards. But for the most part, we've, we've gotten pretty good feedback from kids and, um, you know, that are interested in the program moving forward for this fall. And, of course, you know, fall of 2021 and 2022. Well, I mean, we are in a unique time, everything with COVID. It's, it's, it's definitely thrown a wrench into everything and kind of forced us all to be creative recruiters, but uh, it's just kind of going back to a couple of things that you said. I mean, it is pretty interesting and, and it's kind of shocking uh, just what some, some people will put on their social media and, and think yeah. that nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna look at it. Nobody's gonna see it. Um, you know, it's just, it kind of, it kind of goes back to it. I mean, and, and obviously with some of the stuff that we're dealing with right now from, you know, from, you know, a, a diversity and, and a racial standpoint, just some of the things that people will retweet, whether it be uh, song lyrics and that sort of thing. I mean, even though they're song lyrics, they do contain language that should not be repeated. And it's just, it, it's insane that people don't think, and especially, you know, recruitable student athletes don't think that that's going to come back and be an issue at some point, uh, especially if, uh, you know, th- they do have teammates uh, of a different color. Absolutely. I will, and it, it, it's it's interesting that you say that because you know, so you know, we go out to these recruiting events, or we'll mm-hmm. go to a high school game and all these things, see all these kids. You know, recently I was coaching at a recruiting event, and it's just my my theory is, you know, each one teach one, and yeah. I don't have to necessarily bestow my values and what I think on you, but if I feel like something's offensive, then you know, I'm going to step up to say something. There was a there was a gentleman on the team, young, younger kids and everything like that. We mm-hmm. should have known better. But he says every time something go wrong, he would say, you know, that's gay or that's that's effing gay and this, that and the third. And I turned to this individual. I said, are you OK? He said, yeah. I said, so why does everything out of your mouth have you have to come with saying that something is gay in regards? I said, you should be, should be able to articulate yourself better. But if you have an issue, just say, you know, do you have an issue with, you know, we talked about you know, gay and lesbian community and certain things. He goes, no, no, coach. I said, well, it's kind of lazy for you to say that. And I said, as someone who knows, someone who played in college, who was a gay athlete, who had to go through hell and high water just to play, 
um, that person finally came out and it's just like, you don't understand, like you saying that just has, has negative connotation and denotation to the stuff you're saying. And he apologized. I said, you know, I said, you know, um, at the end of the day, I'm just letting you know, like how someone else could interpret what you're saying. You're young. I get it. Um, but one thing I've learned is you're always on an interview. You never know who's listening and who's mm -hmm. watching. And that could be the difference between you signing and going high level division two, lower level division one, or being a walk on at another institution. And cause word travels fast. And, you know, I said, I'm not going to judge you on it. Just, you know, my, my philosophy is, you know, love, live, learn and grow, you know, um, love your life. Cause some people got it better than you. Some people have it worse than you live your life each day, you know, learn. And then like, it's one of those things where you learn something, something small, something big. Each of us leaves a thumbprint on each other's lives, no matter how big or small, you know, that, that we may think about it and then grow from what you learn. And then like, that's, that's literally my philosophy that I've been trying to, you know, take with myself day by day. And it's the same thing with kids. So with everything going on in the world, it's, uh, which I'm sure we can get into. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's a lot of, uh, I cannot tell you the amount of feedback that I've gotten, um, texting, calling emails in regards to people asking questions. Um, and I'd be remiss, you know, if, uh, you know, being a black coach, coaching division three at Brevard college, we, uh, we had a, uh, coaches of color, um, zoom meeting. We've had a, a couple of them where Spencer Williams was the head coach at division two Embry, Embry riddle in Florida. He's done a great job getting us together. It's, you know, myself, him, Roger Colbert at, uh, um, University District UDC at D2. Uh, Rashad DeVoe took the head coaching job at Amherst Division III. Um, we got Brandon Soule down at LaGrange in, in Georgia. You know, Rich Carrington, Division Two. He's at Tusculum uh, College. Uh, you know, we got uh, David Oliver at Coker College, Division Two. Uh, Sean Blair out, Division II. Um, and Pueblo, yeah. yep. He's like, he's rocking it. Oliver's obviously Coker in uh, South Carolina. Uh, Vince Culpepper, who's at uh, Karen College. Uh, That's Senator, a new program. Uh, Karen, yeah, Karen University. I think it's Karen University, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Dwayne Stewart, great. He's, you know, Dwayne. He's, my guy. Yeah, he's, him being on the call was awesome. He's at New Paltz in New York. You know, Brian Jenkins, who's like, he's the OG of everything. He's at, yep. you know, Hiram in Ohio, you know, Division Three. And, you know, of course, we got a uh, good old Mr. St. Laurent oh, up at uh, Ohio Northern. Um, also I'm, I'm, I'm not NBA. too far away from him right now. I'm, I'm about 45 minutes away from him. He's doing big and things it, over there. And it's, you know, uh, just to, not to cut you off, but I mean, no, you know, it's, a, it's a sense of pride for me, you know, to see someone. I mean, he was a former assistant coach, but he's, you know, he's like a brother to me. We both grew up in yes. the same town, played for the same uh, coach is Dwayne Stewart. Um you know, and, and as much as, you know, it, it's so phenomenal to see him do, doing so well at New Paltz um, and to know kind of his background and where he came from. And um, I, I think it, it kind of goes back to um, your environment. I mean, you know, Dwayne had such a great high school coach, my high school coach, and then to, to move on and, and go play for Coach Mar at Albany, who I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, people talk about his involvement with uh, the Native Americans and, and the indigenous people. He's been such a tremendous 
person to kind of speak out for for equality for all and everything like that. And um, you know, Dwayne's had such a unique perspective on things, and and I mean, everybody has, but it, it's just, I mean, from a personal standpoint, to see him doing so well and um, to see him kind of what he's building up there, it's it, it's awesome, and and I think it's so wonderful to see um, everybody coming together. I mean, and, and speak to more to. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of the group that you guys, that you guys are involved with. Um, I mean, what does it mean to you? I mean, and now we can kind of dive into, dive into some of that other stuff. Um, you know, what does it mean to you being a man of color, you know, being, being, um, you know, a head coach in a game that for, for a really long time, it's been, it's been a predominantly, you know, white sport. I mean, I know obviously there, there are, there, the diversity has improved, um, you know, over the years, but it's nowhere where it needs to be. But I mean, in terms of everything, I mean, what does that mean to you? What does that mean to the group? And I mean, what are some of the, some of the cool things that you guys are doing? And, um, you know, maybe we can touch on some of that. You know, with us, it's, uh, you know, well, it's personal for me because of certain aspects, uh, you know, when I was in high school, um, you know, I, I, I didn't, I just learned about lacrosse when I got to high school, you know, a couple of friends of mine, uh, one on the basketball team, one on the, um, uh, football team, you know, put me on to, uh, playing lacrosse, but it was just, you know, my mother refused to come see any games because she said she wasn't coming to support me playing a quote unquote white boy sport. Mm-hmm. which I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't get, you know, I just, I didn't understand. And for me to evolve to go, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I didn't stay involved in lacrosse. You know, if I was a big division one athlete going to go play division one football and I would probably be a number instead of a name where I'm, where I'm at right now. And with us like meeting and like, you know, coach Williams just putting this together um, and just having us come together uh, in regards, we have so many different people that are just have so many different views and reflections of what it's like. But you got to remember, we don't have, you know, Coach Soul's not in Division One anymore. Coach, mm-hmm. uh, head coach, we have no Division One uh, black head coaches at all in regards. And there's only well, there's only a, a select few of us on this call that are in Division Two and Division Three. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, it's not football or basketball where it's 70 to 75% black um, or minorities in that, in that aspect. But still at the end of the day, you know, as someone who, when I grew up, um, I got introduced to lacrosse through um, my two high school buddies and, you know, coach Tierney and watching Scott Bacigalupo play when I was Mm -hmm. like, and that's how I got introduced. But, you know, I I remember, you know, coach Colbert, you know, playing at Georgetown. I remember uh, Bobby Horsey playing at, you know, Loyola. I remember Damian Davis at Princeton. You know, they, these are guys just like, mm-hmm. like it, it was crazy seeing guys that looked just like me, you know, playing the game. And it's, and it's evolved so much over the time, you know, and everything. And it's, you know, there, there's so many of us involved more and more in the sport, but still at the end of the day, um, you know, we, for us to get certain jobs as coaches, you know, um, it's, what kind of jobs are we really, really getting um, in regards? And that's, that's no knock, actually, maybe knock to the system because most of the time the people are, that are hiring, are they hire people that look like them or that they know. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we are getting jobs that, you know, uh, you're either starting a program or you, it's a reclamation pro- project in certain aspects. And, you know, one of the great things, you know, I love, you know, I, I talked about, you know, Miranda Nass, just like, you know, just having one-on-one conversations with her about, 
um, the future and the vision of not only lacrosse, but of the campus itself. It's just like very, very inclusive in regards to what we were doing. And I felt really, really comfortable. It was like I wasn't another, for lack of a better term, a token interview, which mm-hmm. all of us, I'm pretty, um, that are, on, you know, our, our black coaches have been on token interviews and everything. Yep. So, um, but it's, it's for us, it's, it's kind of surreal putting this all together and just like being able to chat and go over certain things and talk about just coaching and life. Um, you know, one of the, you know, you aside because I still haven't beaten you, but uh, <laughs> one of my, uh, one of my greatest, the greatest games, you know, I, I ever coached. Uh, I felt like I ever coached. Uh, we lost, uh, when I was at my previous institution, we lost to, you know, coach Oliver and Coker. We lost, I think it was 1917. And it was just, and someone asked me what happened in that game. And I said, we couldn't win the face off. I got out coached. I said, I, and I said, but I felt like I coached as good to great as I could, but I still could have done more. And it didn't dawn on me that, oh my goodness gracious, you know, Coach Karen and I have coached against each other as well, you know, us both being black and everything. But it's just like, wow, for me to say like one of the greatest games I coached, even though I lost, was to, you know, another, you know, coach of color. It was just, it was just surreal to me in regards, just like for us both to put forth that effort. It was just, you know, and we talked about, we've talked about so many things, but progress is good progress is good but it's just like where do we go from here in regards to certain mm-hmm. things you know as um I, I started off saying you know there's so many of um of my white colleagues not um not really knowing what to say or do and they ask me and i say you know don't talk about it be about it exactly. um you know you look at uh some of the division one one ranks with coach tiffany you know at virginia and, you know, Coach Tillman at Maryland, you know, they're not just talking about it. They're being about, you know, having reflective mm-hmm. and doing certain things. Uh, it's not all about liking a tweet. It's not all about retweeting something. Uh, you know, it's just like, what are you going to do to educate in certain aspects? Mm-hmm. And um, I just ask, you know, just educate yourself and, in regard to certain things and just ask hard questions. Be uncomfortable. Don't mm-hmm. don't say stuff like uh you know, there's no, we, we don't, we're not a racist country. Um, we, we had a black president for two semesters or uh, yeah, two periods in, in office. Uh, and uh, I had a coach tell that to say that to me uh, and everything. And I was kind of blown away in regards to head coach. Uh, I, got, well, I, got, I asked, I love the death and everything like that. But I just, I think that shows just kind of the, you know, the naive nature of people. And, and as much as I hate to say it, the ignorance, I think it's, 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 uh, somebody one, a long time ago once told me it's not what you teach, it's what you tolerate. And I think that that's not necessarily true. It is what you teach, mm-hmm. but more importantly, it is what you tolerate. Um, you know, I, I, and, and it's just like some of those things, like for me, um, and this is something that we always did. And it's something that I continue to do now with whatever team that you know we're involved with. Like, you can't say that you're, you're diverse. You can't say that you're inclusive, but yet you've got, you know, a group of people that, you know, in the locker room prior to their game, you know, they're putting music on that is, is basically, you know, saying the most derogatory term that could ever be said towards a person of color and think that that's okay. Um, and it's not okay. It's not okay. Um, I, I think that, you know, it, it goes back to kind of don't just, you know, say it, you know, be about it. It's, um, you know, it, it, there, we've got a long way to go. Um, and I think it, it starts with, it starts with 
you know, the individuals and obviously, like you said, educating, but it's more so, you know, people have to pay attention to what's going on around them and not be afraid to, um, you know, shake up the status quo, because I'm going to be honest with you. And I don't know if you can agree with this. The status quo is, is, isn't okay. There has to be systemic change from the top down. Well, it starts, it starts, it starts with the top down, you know, it's not just, mm-hmm. I, there's a difference between, you know, myself or, you know, coach, coach DeVoe at, at Amherst saying something, we need mm-hmm. more colleagues in our conference to speak up more respective coaches and say, this isn't right. Because a lot of times, uh, a number of times, I should say a lot of times, a number of times I've been told, it seems like it's a squeaky wheel getting the grease and, you know, we're just, we're just saying stuff just to say stuff. And that, that's not true. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've left the job due to, um, some of the racial stuff that was going on mm-hmm. professionally was great. Personally, it wasn't, you know, and it, it's a, it's a decision like I've made in my life, you know, uh, in regards to certain things, you know, and everything. And, um, you know, and as you grow and learn and go, go through certain things, you know, you don't sit there and tell people, you know, well, I'm 21, I left a job for this, or I'm 31, I left a job for this. You know what I'm saying? You, it's one of those things where you, you, you learn from it and everything like that. Um, and like for me, I, I will tell you this, like it's it's funny because um, you know, certain certain coaches you, you take pride in the way you coach, but like sometimes it's it's just one of those things where, you know, you wanna just be given the opportunity and, and I don't wanna say the same level playing field, but that that's just, you know, how we are as coaches, especially as black coaches, when we have mm-hmm. so many things like that are against us, but you know, at the end of the day, I just, I always told myself, you know, whether, you know, at, at previous, previous institutions, you're going to get, you're going to get two things from my team. You're going to get great pregame warm-up music and you're going to get a fight of, out of us and we're not going to mm-hmm. quit and everything. And those, those two things, you know, we're just going to go like when you, when you come, especially playing, you know, at our place, you know, that was one of the things where, you know, we're, we're going to bring it every day. And it's just, um, I can tell you this, me, me as a black head coach, uh, <laughs> the way I was viewed not, and it wasn't even yelling at a kid. It was just talking to a kid and some instances yelling. It's like, whoa, 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 you know, the perception is, you know, black coach yelling at white kid. We can't have that. You need to change yeah. how you coach. But I'm thinking, well, X division one coach or X division two coach, same exact thing, more boisterous gets a penalty, but I'm the one that has to change. So, but you know, it's, it's, we try not to take it personally and we go out and we, we do, we do what we can do, what we can do. But when it comes to getting certain jobs, it's just like, uh, they look at the resume and say, Oh, these are the wins you had. They didn't delve deeper into the fact that you had to build this program. You had to do X, Y, Z or ABC. And at the end of the day, a lot of jobs, like you said, a job is posted and it's already filled before, you know, any of us can get an application in or a, for lack of a better term, a real look at that job. And there's kind of like a glass ceiling of the jobs you can and cannot apply to. So, um, but I, I am very grateful for this opportunity at Brevard college and everything. And we're definitely going to make the most of it in regards. So fine. Well, I've got two more questions. The last question is going to be a fun one, but oh gosh. second to last one, where do we go from here? You know, what, what I know you said it, you know, you, we got to be about it and we have to do it through action. What are, you know, what are some things that 
you know, the game needs. I mean, it's a medicine game. It's supposed to bring people together and, and be somewhat of a, a, of a healing game. Um, what? I will, I will say, um, have, have, have diverse committees, you know, not only, you know, when you look at certain campuses and coach Jenkins made a great point, uh, you know, Hiram is just like, do you have a diversity committee? Do you have a, a minority, whether it's a female or a, person of color on that on that committee you know at your own school and spinning it forward to lacrosse is you know when we're going back to our, our original roots and everything like that um the native american i've learned so much like one one of the best college coaching experience i had you know was at mall valley community college where um a bunch of native americans from aquasani they came down and they played hockey because hockey was still a junior college at the time mm-hmm. And and lacrosse and you know they were I mean they were kids and I mean but just learning so much about like I knew lacrosse but I didn't know about culture and mm-hmm. everything and just to be able to learn from a kid that they're young they're what ten years younger than me whatever it was eight years whatever it was just to be able to learn from these kids and everything like that go back to why the game was created and educate yourself not only on the plight of the Native American but also as as the the plight of being a black person on and off the field. And I just, you know, I, there, there's so many, which ways to get pulled. And, you know, I, uh, you know, you know me, I'm, um, I'm big into sports and, uh, you know, I, I watch TV every now and then a lot of talking heads and gas bags. So I try and stay off it, you know, when it's mm-hmm. like just cycling certain things, but I saw, I saw a quote that, um, Maria Taylor, she's on ESPN. Uh, she does a lot of great work with uh, college college football and everything. And she said, like, I'm tired. You know, I'm just tired of everything. Um, and, you know, once, like, George Floyd passed away and he took his last breath, she, that, she said that was it for her. And it's, it's one of those things where it's just, you know, I – people keep asking me what we can do. And it's just like, I, I'm tired. I'm really, I'm sick of, I, I've, I've said for like a decade, almost 14, 15 years. Like I, I, I've tried to explain certain things in regards to certain aspects. And it's like, you have to educate yourselves as well and go through history and understand, <laughs> uh, what, what the, um, what, what this country is all about. And just, you know, there are good people, there are bad people, there are good cops, there are bad so on and so forth, but just understand and listen and just say, okay, you know, instead of just, you know, I had a, co- I had a, I had a talk with a coach the other day and every time he asked me something and I volunteered information, he goes, well, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, this is what I, and I'm trying to explain. He said, no, but this isn't about you. I'm just trying to give you a view of someone um, that you just don't know. I think that's I think that's the problem right there. You know how many, how many yeah buts, how many yeah Yeah. buts. I think I think we need to. I think you know we as a society we need to get past that yeah but. Like there are no yeah buts when it comes to this stuff. A person is a person, regardless of you know their background um, and the color of their skin. You know I remember when I was in high school I had the great opportunity to play for a guy by the name of uh, Al Ray who was one of the first division one, all American first team, all Americans as a person of color at, the, at Rutgers university. He was a two sport athlete and just kind of talking about that subject and, and, and him saying like, you, you guys have no idea what it was like. 
you have no idea what it was like. And we as a society really need to get past that. And it, it's like the yeah, but needs to stop like that. Like that needs to go away. Uh, I, I think it's I think if we, if we start there, then we can make some real progress. I will. I will tell you this. Um, and it's not I don't want to get off topic here, but, you know, one of my mentors, you know, God rest his soul, Bill Bajornis, who was mm-hmm. great. Absolutely great. Uh, coached at Hartwick when I played at Oneana. And I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity where I'm at today or be where I'm at today if it wasn't for him. Because I remember specifically working in a cubicle, making a ton of money, just miserable. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it's like I, I miss lacrosse. I miss, like, the camaraderie. It, it just, you know, when we talk about race and me going to Oneana was the greatest thing because we had a we had a great mix of guys from whether it was Johnson City, New York, or Long Island, mm-hmm. New York, and it was just a I missed that. So when I actually called him, you know, back in the day, you know, he used to make phone calls, not text. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> I called I miss him. Those, and days. Asked those days are long gone. <laughs> if I, I asked him, like, are you looking for an assistant coach? And uh, he goes, yeah, you know, he was looking for assistant coach. And he's like, I, he said, yeah, definitely interested. I said, and I was dumb enough to ask him, do you remember, do you know who I am? And he says, of course I know who you are. He goes, you're a goalie, you're black, but most importantly, you play for Suco. <laughs> no, I'm not offering you a job. I said, what? And he just started laughing. He goes, no, nah, I'm not kidding. So he was kidding. So I, I went by his office like later in the week and we chatted up. So me being black presented the opportunity to actually stand out in regards to getting a job opportunity and getting a chance. So he's the one who gave me like my first shot, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And, you know, Coach B knew, knew, knows everyone and he, he, that's just how it is and everything. And, you know, for I don't think if I was actually, even if I played the position goal, if I wasn't black, then he might not remember who I was in regards Um and I just, I just know, like, the opportunity, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I would be remiss without mentioning him. But that being said, the platform that we have now, it's, you know, you can't be scared to speak up now in regard mm-hmm. if certain things are going wrong. And, not, you know, whether you're an assistant coach and you, you, you're feeling some type of way about certain things or, you know, you can't be, you know, scared to like a tweet or retweet something that has social conscience to it. And yet that support in regards to that and goes back to what you said, like not only our colleagues, but, you know, your athletic directors, your presidents, your, your business ops people, like there's so many people in in regards to this. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to literally just not only just go through the, the history of our, uh, of our country as, as bad as it rep, as, as represents, as reprehensible as it is, but it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, just read their their books. I can also recommend everything. Mm-hmm. Just go back and read. But just be, be a better person in regards to certain things, and you know stuff. So. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, it, it's uh, you know it's a it's a unique time right now. I, I think obviously with everything going on, it, it, it's just something that. Yeah, I think we're we're kind of at a point too, and I think this generation is 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 a, is a great generation in the sense that they're not afraid to voice their opinion when it comes to things like this, and and I hope they can take it and run with it. And I mean, thankfully, with with people like yourself and those other coaches you mentioned, I have no doubt that there's going to be real change. It's just some of those things, you know, it, it it starts from you know 
people doing self-reflection and and then yeah. doing that self-reflection and having it move forward to the next person and edu- and like you said it goes back to educating your you know your student athletes and and making the not just the game but the world a more inclusive place and and we have to get past that stuff i mean people are people uh it mm. doesn't matter you know whether you're you know you're from mars or you're from earth people are people man you, you, we got to do our due diligence and, and do what it takes i mean it doesn't matter what color you are or where you're from a good person is a good person and a bad person is a bad person you know there's a lot of bad people out there who um you know are are are, are you know different colors it's crazy it's just it's you know I it's something that, no go ahead no go ahead no, I was going to say it's one of those things where it's just I, I try not to be cynical uh, in mm-hmm. every aspect of my life. But, you know, COVID-19, this pandemic is crazy. And it's it's something like we've never seen before, ever, I, like in my lifetime. Like you, you, you remember growing up, you know, and everything like that, where you read, read stuff about stuff in the history books, yep. blah, blah, blah. And your parents are like, I went through this and you, you just didn't quite comprehend. And now, um going through certain things, whether it was nine eleven and now this, it's this stuff is going to be in, you know, in history books. If it wasn't part of me feels like because I had a, another coach ask me, you know, why do you think things are different now? I said, Well, because we actually have to sit down and, you know, depending on where you're at, you you know, you're not you're on lockdown, you're not able to get out and you have to talk about certain issues and things mm-hmm. with COVID nineteen. You're not going with your everyday lives, but what happens if you get to what's going to happen? My, my question is what's going to happen when we get to a normal or, or exactly. when we're trying to come close to normal, whether you're going and you're watching sports or you're going to your nine to five each day and certain like that, are you going to care as much? Are your voices going to be as loud? And well, it, don't, don't talk about it, be about it. Don't tell exactly me. Exactly right. Exactly and, right. And, and when we talk about education, there's, there's so, so many people where it's just like, when we're, we're not talking about people that just understand you know, the plight and everything and systemic racism and so much that we're not, we're, we're talking about other people who just, you know, where, where you say a statement like white lives matter, or all lives matter. No, we understand, but you're missing the point. You're not mm-hmm. understanding what's, what's coming on. And, um, well, when oh, you talk about racism and we're, we're all on equal, pl- no, we're not all on the equal plane no. playing field in regards to certain things. But like at the end of the day, it just comes down to, you know, me growing up, a little, little different than, you know, some of, you know, of our listeners maybe, but I just remember, you know, I grew up single parent household. It, my mother worked her butt off two jobs um, to, to actually get me out the ghetto, get us out the ghetto. I thought she hated me and didn't want me to be around my friends, but it's one of the best things she's ever done uh, in regards. And, you know, she had, she had like a rule, you work or you go to school and everything. And she worked so hard, so hard, so hard and everything like that. And every Sunday we would have like Sunday dinner where we would just sit down and I was, and we would just talk about life. You know, my, yeah. my thing is spending that for, just have talk, have talks inside your household with your family. Mm-hmm. That that's where it starts and everything. I'm not telling you to go and watch every pro black movie, read every pro black book you can, but just understand it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's not only like a problem with, with us and everything. It's just like in, in our society, um, I, I, being black, but I just, I look at certain things like women, minor, minority women, mm-hmm. especially women and LGBT community. There's so many things that we can just like, we can, we can help each other out and educate each other about. And it's, at the end of the day, we're all, in, we're all in this together. Somehow, somewhere we're all in this together. We have, we have to figure it out. 
Um, exactly and, right. And man, it's uh, you hit the nail right on the head, man. I, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of awesome stuff, and you know. My last question to you, and we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit. I want to make it a little fun. Right. I mean, we talked oh, about some serious stuff, but um, this isn't this isn't going to be about this uh, zone ride that I couldn't break while you're at. No, like, no, 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 no. There's, <laughs> listen, there's there's not too many people who can break that ride. Just ask, just ask Mount Sinai in the in the county championship last year. How are you? Um, okay, you're walking out to the game. You've got one song to pick for your warm up. What's it gonna be? Wow. Is it is it clean or is it edited? <laughs> well, I mean it's gotta be edited. It's gotta be I edited. Know. It can be I any would, song. It can be any, any song you want. Wow. Um see now uh, going back, uh there are certain division two coaches that know. All right, so this is this is kinda of funny to say that. Um uh my first year <laughs> I decided uh, it was it was voted on that every one of our kids would get to put on a song that they mm-hmm. they would like on our warm up CD. And now, granted, all these songs in their genre, great. I love Metallica. We had Bad Street <laughs> I think we had Queen Dion. But it was just like one of those things where it's just like it just didn't fit. So my second year, I said, all right. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get per- uh, kind of take it personally, and I'm taking over the warm up CD. And I put on every single song. It was always classic. Uh, it was always classic hip hop. Uh, I was like, not, mostly 90s hip hop and everything. Okay. Can I give you two? Yeah, you give me two. All right. Machine Gun Funk by Biggie and George B.I.G. Okay. Okay. And Twin, Twin Deep Cover 98, Fat Joe and Big Pun. Love Those it. I love it. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking but, about. But you can't, you can't, you can never, you can never reduce me to just, just, just one. No, <laughs> I don't you know. can't. You can't. You, you can get two. I knew you were gonna give me two, so I just had to, I had to say one. If I say give me two, you'll get, you'll get more. I know. I know. I know you. I know you all too well. Wow. And the, the, my players are in charge of the warm up CD this year. I talked to one there of my, uh, talked to one of my seniors. He's excited. He really is. I'm like, don't. Don't don't make don't make me don't, make me, regret, don't make me regret my decision, right? I mean, I'm gonna edit it, of course, make sure yeah. it's clean. But like, he, if he wants to put music on, it's fine. But you know, at the end of the day, we just need you know, once again, like coaching wise, you know, we're excited down at Brevard. Um, going from Division two to Division three, great facilities expanding, new field house, football coming to campus, phenomenal. Um, like the new locker rooms that are going up and everything just recruiting it's crazy to think like recruiting north carolina south carolina some kids haven't even heard of the school but you know they're excited you know you get accepted you get half tuition off if you live in north carolina south carolina so you know we're we're, we're doing some things and then you know with the coaches coaches of color it's it's, it's phenomenal and um you're going to see different things uh coming from us there's a uh there's a podcast today you know going with the imcla yep. you know coach st Lawrence. He, he's He's, he's done, leading the charge on that. What's up? He's leading the charge on that today. Oh, absolutely. Like he it's for him, he has so much on his plate in regards to just like meetings and whether it's IMCLA or coaching in the PLL and to get to the level he's at and be successful at his you know, they have a great, great division three program up and coming. Mm-hmm. They're 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 on the cusp of just blowing the lid off the place and everything. Um and 
you know, he's doing, he's doing him doing that today. Uh, Kyle Harrison's going to be there in regards, uh, Miles Jones. Uh, and of course it's, it's one of those things I, I'd be a little remiss without saying, you know, Jules, Jules is going to be there. He's, if there's a piece that he had, um, that's been, well, that was pulled out and, um, on inside lacrosse and everything like that, which was, you know, it's, it's a great read. I, I, I would love to recommend it to everyone. It's an absolute great read and everything like that. And it's just, you know, it covers so many bases. I wouldn't even do it justice going over, yeah. over everything in regards, but I just, I, I, I just think it's absolutely phenomenal, you know, and everything like that. Just, it's at four o'clock today. So if you get a yeah. chance, you check it out and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, just, you know, it's exciting time for us and everything like that. Well, hey, uh, man, I, I'm thrilled for you. Um, you know, you're you're right where you need to be. Uh, I think you're going to do wonderful things at Brevard. I know there's a great administration. One of my good friends uh, is, is the soccer coach over there. So I, I know you're going to do wonderful things and you're going to have that program humming soon. And, and that conference as a whole is getting stronger. And I know before long, you're going to be you're going to be holding the trophy at the end of the year. And you know, you're going to be, you're going to be a, a, high, a highly sought after candidate. I mean, your, your resume itself speaks for itself. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled for you. I'm proud to call you my friend and I, uh, can't thank you enough for taking the time and, and, and coming on and speaking with us. And, um, for those of you who, who don't know, go to Brevard college and, and check it out. It's a great program down in, uh, down in Asheville, North Carolina, beautiful area, lots of good stuff there, tourist trap and, um, going to be a lacrosse hotbed before you know it. Um, so coach Thornton, thank you so much, man. We wish you nothing but the best and I can't wait to see how everything goes this season for you guys. All right. All right, brother. Be safe. Thanks for having us. You know, if you need anything, always, always reach out and, uh, be safe, sir. All right, man. Same to you. I'll talk to you in a bit. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's it for another episode of Going Offsides presented by the Lacrosse Collective. Please follow us at Lax Collective on Twitter or go to our website, thelacrossecollective.com. Stay tuned for more episodes.